You're listening to the Unreasonable Fridays Podcast Network. And we are live. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the interview section of today's ADD Space. I am your substitute teacher, your semi-host, Justin LJ90, and with me I have a very good friend of mine, someone that I cannot say enough kind words about. I am just incredibly proud of her journey, where she's come, where she came from. Like, watching watching where Jay has come from just streaming on Twitch to just trying to put together the idea for Black Girl Gamers to where you've taken it now. I cannot say enough kind things. I cannot state how proud of you I am. Jan Lopez, <laughs> CEO and founder of Black Girl Gamers. How is it going? How are you doing? Thanks, Jay. I'm very good. I'm very tired, but I'm very good. Um, and yeah, it's been it's been a big journey, which you've seen from the very, very get-go. Um, I just remember a memory just popped up of when we were playing Armello on yes. PlayStation like back in the day and yeah it's been it's been a great journey and thank you for all the kind words it's definitely not an easy one so I appreciate the acknowledgement but um yeah continuing that's just you know I don't I can't stop because I don't want to so but it's I'm doing well in short <laughs> well hey I'm I'm glad you're doing well I hope that there is rest in your future we we, we see you out here jet setting doing the thing speaking like all the the different speaking engagements you have all the different causes you're advocating for and just the the attention that you bring to these issues what i wanted to talk to you about today though was like a very specific part of what you do and a very specific part of like the mission of black girl gamers and that's community management and that's something that i've always admired how your approach to community management with black girl gamers so why don't we just start there? So hmm. for the for the uninitiated, what yep. is Black Girl Gamers and how did you come up with that idea and what is your goal hmm. for Black Girl Gamers? Okay, cool. So Black Girl Gamers or how we call it in the intimate circles of Jay's BGG, um, it started off as um, initially like me having my Twitch and streaming on Twitch and then wanting to have a space with other Black women um, obviously some of which you, you know, were like the first uh, community moderators of the space. We started a Facebook group, started a, face- yeah, started a Facebook group and then we added a Discord. And then um, obviously I started a Twitch channel. I, I got like a bunch of people to kind of stream on a weekly basis, which cha- has changed like year on year, just to give that visibility to black women. But through the years, it's grown from just being a community to what we call a community-powered organization. So um, from the beginning, we've always aimed to make a safe space for Black women because of what they experience in the gaming industry. The misogyny, the racism, the exclusion, the stereotypical uh, portrayal, um, all of that. We've just created a safe space to do to heighten those voices and to keep them as safe as we can and possibly can away from those aspects of the industry. With that came the vocality on social media of calling out the industry for a depiction of black characters, its issues with um, 
not casting black voice actors or not having enough black devs on the team or just the way that they specifically always work with white content creators or the fact that Twitch still to this day, a lot of the time has primarily white people on their front page. Like, And Twitch, even though it is its own brand, it is a cornerstone of the gaming, uh, specifically the gaming marketing and gaming streaming areas. So it's it's been, we grew that way and that, that helped us um turn into the the organization you see today which of one one of which with um one of the pillars that we have is community so educating our community via workshops but we also do events now we talent break a uh, broker talent sorry via our our talent arm where we offer opportunities to our members we also consult on games and we create our own content which features our members as well so it's been a huge shift from just being quote unquote community, which a lot of press still try and call us that. And we try and say, no, that's not just what we are anymore. Um, but the community remains the pillar of the of the business. And, and at the moment, we've just hit 10,000, literally like last week. Um, and starting that off, we had to have um a team it could never be just me i have my own lens on the world i may have blind spots i may have privileges so there's always a community moderation team if which you know the, of which we are all black women or black uh, femme identifying but we all have different lived experiences so that we can catch things in the community that may you know and jeopardize the safety of it jeopardize the positive uh vibe and so we have our own conduct um you know if you we have your kind of your sh- two strikes and you're out. It's not three, it's two. Um, one is a mistake, twice is intentional, you're gone. Um, so, because I think sometimes people think that just because you're a black woman, you can't be a bad actor, you can't be negative. Like, that's not true. And we experience that. So we make sure to prune our community to keep it safe. And I think it's, it's, it's important that you treat bad actors as such. Mm. A, lot of, a lot of times when, when I see people managing or moderating communities what i see is an unwillingness to engage bad actors on their level or like they'll they'll give them the benefit of the doubt they're just conflict adverse it's like no if the if this person is threatening the community by their actions you have to treat them as such yeah um yeah it's been it's so when we have the, the the two strike rule, it's like the first time, okay, we're going to let you know how you violated and you can course correct. If you do the same thing another time, it's a no. And then sometimes the things are so uh, more grave. So um, we will reach out to them. Same instance, if there's an issue between two members, we will reach out to them individually, understand their perspective, and then we will discuss it as a team and come to a decision of what we're going to do, whether it's going to be a warning or whether they're just going to be removed from the community and our platforms altogether. Um, And it's important that we do that because again, we can't, we can't continue to stand for what we say we stand for if we're not doing that. But thankfully with our community, we have had instances of that, but with our community, we have rules and conduct from the beginning that people have to agree to once twice three times before they get into all of these spaces so in order to do that um you know it's kind of clear what we expect from people and if you violate violate that then 
you know, they kind of in some ways have no leg to stand on because you've clearly violated our rules, which you've known via the first time you enter the Facebook group, the first time you enter the Discord, it's on our Twitch channel. It's in all of our, most of our, if not all, most of our branding whenever we're working with something. So even in our contracts for talent, we have a code of conduct and our conduct is, our conduct and our rules are in that. So if a talent is working on a sponsored opportunity, they still have to abide by our rules if we are representing them as a talent. So um yeah it's 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 important and we make mistakes of course but we try and adhere as much as we can to 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 that code of conduct um because again we just want to create a positive space and black girl gamers for first and foremost is a place for people to connect so yeah yeah most importantly you can't be out here making me look bad in public like Mm -mm. that's Above all else, if you go, if you gonna have the logo, if you gonna have the brand, if you gonna have the backing, don't make, yeah. don't, make me, don't make me look a fool in public. That's the number no, one rule. Hundred percent. And there's been, you know, people are proud of BDG. They want to be affiliated and stuff. But if you're not checking yourself and your own behaviors on your own pla- public platforms, there's no way you can do that because, like, we have specific people who are allowed to affiliate themselves with us and that's because they've been checked and they've been they they know like if you don't you're gone and that's why we keep it quite strict and tight also because like for anyone else making someone look like a fool can be kind of by the by you kind of course correct and you walk off with bgg there's this extra kind of uh, scrutiny on a platform and company like ours where people are in some ways insidiously hoping that we may mess up, hoping that we make a mistake, hoping that we fail because one, they couldn't build it themselves or they, they don't want black women to have um, the, the vocality that they have in the industry and the equity they're starting to gain now or two, because they just want us to fail. They don't want us to change things. And so yeah, it's, it's definitely important about um, brand representation and affiliation too, because there's no way um, someone can will be continue to be affiliated with us if they've done something especially egregious. Like if if we've uh, like had them internally, unfortunately they have to leave. Like unfortunately for them anyway. Yeah, and I think. So we have seen since you started BGG, mm. especially the the time period where you started BGG, like that that was one of that was one of our great racial reckonings that we seem to have every four years uh, as mm. as people. Um, whether it's Trayvon Martin getting murdered or George Floyd being murdered or mm. Michael um, Michael Brown being murdered, we just ha- tend to have all these racial reckonings. Where it's like, oh right, black people they're human beings too. Maybe we should yeah. treat them as such. Um, and so that that. I remember BGG picking up steam then, and I also remember a lot of people trying to hop on that wave, but not being equipped to manage the community. As you're building GGG, as you're expanding GGG, and you're learning, as you're expanding BGG, do you take any lessons from these other communities that you're watching and these other organizations that try that that try to imitate what you do but can't quite duplicate the, the magic that. <laughs> um yes of course that that's that's number one like always um i think i need to make things clear to people just listening to this in general i'm not really about competition i've never really been about it like i'll collaborate as much as i 
will, but also I, if I don't collaborate with you, there's probably a reason as to why I'm not. It's because I'm, I'm checking out what you're doing. I'm observing you and it doesn't vibe well with what we're trying to do. That's not to mean that you, you know, I'm not going to encourage you from the sidelines, but it just means we're not in the same, we're not operating in the same way or we don't want, we're just a, there's no uh, affinity there. That's not to say that when people do imitate um that I don't take note of why they don't always succeed because, and this is the problem, like you don't get into community management as a person that wants fame and fortune. I didn't start this for that, honestly. And the first couple of years of BDG, I was very much, people didn't know who I was. They didn't know who the face was. They just knew BDG with the icons and the cartoon characters and stuff. Like I wasn't really out there like that. And, you have to, it's like teaching. You can't go and teach and teach children if you're not passionate about it because it's not something that you can, it's not a best, it's not the best thing to do to go and work in a field that you're not passionate about. It's not going to do well for the kids or the students. Um, it's not going to do well for the people in the school. It's just not good. So when you create a community, like I do take note of why other communities do not last as long as we have. I do take note of the essentially it's quite capitalistic some of the ways that I see things trying to work and I think what has happened is that some companies or brands or organizations have seen what us and others because there are others for the other communities like Latinx does a great job um, but they see what we do and they think it's easy and they think it's um, something that you can just create but Community nurturing takes time. Building takes time. Building those relationships with brands takes time. There's a reason why we popped off at the time that we have because we had years of experience behind us. It wasn't just an overnight community thing and then next thing you know, because we've got black in our name, a brand is coming to us. No, we have established experience building our platform, having our voices in the room. And those are things that people don't see uh, when they're trying to do the same and even brands like brands will use the word community you don't mean community you mean your consumer base you're not giving your community them anything back you're expecting them to purchase it's not a community it's a consumer base if you want to create a community you have to do something different as alongside that brand to actually make the consumer feel valued it's not just about them buying your product so yeah there's a lot of I guess there's a lot of misconception around what it takes to build a community. So you, you brought up community versus consumer base. And that is, I hadn't considered that perspective before, but you're absolutely right. Because a lot of the, especially brands in particular, they say they want community, but really they just want people to sell things to. And they want those people that they're selling things to, to engage them and through that engagement, yeah. boost their own uh, yeah. visibility. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I went to Ad Week last week, and one brand collaboration that I really there was a panel on it, Ad Week Next Tech, um, and it was a Puma collaboration with Rock Nation and with a tech company called Legit Legitimate, and it was a really great campaign that engaged the hip hop hip hop head community, right of the new generation, but then also educated them about mixtapes because they had a, a, a sneaker called the mixtape. So on the sneaker, there's an A side and a B side. And they also had like, 
if you scan the sneaker, then there's a chip in there and you get educated regarding like the history of the mixtape and stuff. Um, they had events and stuff like it was super engaging as a, and your community feels like you're getting, they feel like they're getting something that either getting education, they're getting brand closeness, they're getting, um, they're getting community out with other hip hop heads as well. So it's not even just the product of the sneaker. That's kind of secondary. It's the honoring of hip hop and its 50 year anniversary. So those kind of brand, those kind of campaigns are great because they do foster a sense of community. And most of the time when they do that is because the people who are leading these campaigns are part of that community or they they know exactly, you know, how to activate around the product, but not just about the product. So yeah, there is that. It's, that's what's been the like, kind of latest pop uh, thing about like loads of people using the word community, but not actually knowing what it means or how to create it. And so I'm, I'm focusing on the pitfalls because my goal here is I want someone listening to this interview to hear about things that didn't work so that they know how to avoid those things if they want to set out to build their own community. Um, One thing that we have here is Bacon and I run our own Final Fantasy 14 free company and a lot of how we approach community management in that space Honestly, I learned from watching you in your space. Oh, that's great. So we hear a lot about, you know, the do's and like the things that you should do. You should engage. You should engage a community. You should meet them where they are. You should protect your community, but also Mm. some of the pitfalls to avoid. And if you if you could go back to your younger self 10 years ago now. (laughs) And tell you and like just give yourself just something to avoid. What what is yeah. something that you wish you knew then that you know now that you would that you could tell other people endeavoring to, to create their own communities or their own safe spaces? I think it's treat community management as a role. And what I mean by that is the person doing it or the people running it have to have some kind of structure. It cannot be left right and center so there was a period of my life where I had to step back a little bit because I was going through like a hard breakup and stuff and I stepped back and not that anything negative really happened that I remember but I think at the time where I was doing a lot of things I kind of deprioritized community management for a period because of what I was going through and if I had thought about it as a as a role or as a job as an infrastructure um I think it would have been more, I could have got more organization in it before than I do ha- have had to do now. So I could have tackled some of the the pitfalls of community management that you, when you start to grow big as well, like maintaining that intimacy, making sure we're really listening to community, could have done that and implemented that a bit more, a bit earlier. Um, if you kind of, if I put infrastructure around it. So I think that is definitely key. You brought up maintaining intimacy Mm. with a group as large as BGG Mm. is becoming. What challenges do you, you, yeah, like how do you maintain that intimacy in a room of 10,000? It's hard. It's not easy. Um, Because, you know, with a community, not every member is going to be engaged. That's just life. So it's difficult. How, where we test, we do A B tests on everything that we do. So currently we have 
uh, we've always had movie nights. We have a game club, which is like a book club, but for games. And we have community lives. So like giving them updates about the community and stuff. Um, and what else do we have? Um, we have announcements. But to be honest, like with the way that um, people, content creators and people in general kind of operate, you're not always going to touch everyone at one time. You just kind of have to accept that as a community manager. You're not going to get everybody. Um, and to be honest, that's one of the things that we're learning, how to navigate such a big group now and make sure that kind of we can touch the different connections and different places, uh, different niches within that group um, and make them also feel vi visible and valued. So that's an ongoing thing that we always have to kind of navigate, to be honest. Definitely, definitely. I want to touch on, there was a period of time where diversity, like air quote diversity and inclusion was the hot topic. Everybody wanted to get on it. Everybody wanted to show that they were empathetic. And so they hopped on this wave without fully grasping what it was. Mm. A, a couple years have passed. We sort of see the reversion back like the, the the example that pops up in my mind um the new bleach anime that's being dubbed the thousand year war arc yeah she was cast as i'm going to butcher her last name but it's, it was um a young woman by the name of anaris and up-and-coming voice actress well, she, yeah yeah anaris, like, she, anaris, yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, she is super dope. She versus Mirko as well. Um, yeah, and she was voicing Yurichi. And for reasons, they gave the they gave that role back to the original voice actress. And it's like, okay, yep, yeah, we we've done the black thing now. Let's uh, yeah. let's go back to business as usual. How yeah. how do you like not necessarily BGG, but as someone that people that brands will reach out to to say hey we're engaged we're talking to jay like how do you navigate that uh so this is something i'm always also having to navigate similar to her because it's not something that i have 100 percent down because that does happen they do have brands that will reach out just for like a uh a, a play cake how do i say this like a just like a I don't like this phrase, but quote unquote virtue signal. I hate that phrase, but I'm trying to figure out another word to say kind of empty. So uh, performative, there we go. Performative, um, performative kind of interaction to give, you know, a one and done. And every time I have a conversation with a brand and stuff, I, I always say to them, I'm not kind of one and done person. If you're committing to um, BDG, then it has to be on a long-term basis. And to be honest, that's, that's like, that's, something that can be hit or miss. I think one thing that we can do a little more of um, collectively um, is something that I start to do is like, don't talk to me if you're just gonna give me one campaign. Um, and that, or don't talk to me if we're not gonna maintain contact. It's, it's kind of rude and it's kind of frustrating um, to have to deal with that and to kind of have to fake fake like happy with people once that's happened. It's like, I don't really want to, like I've seen what you've done and I'm just not here for it. So it's, it's kind of challenging because the industry at, has gone through a lot of changes recently. The layoffs in not just gaming, but in tech and in ad agencies have happened. So that means if the ad agencies aren't getting the money, then boy, there's a lot of 
lot of people who are not going to get money from where they used to get it from before. So um, it's it's challenging to to deal with that because one minute people engage and the next minute they're not, they're not, but they're also trying to act like they are still engaged and they're not. So I think at some point we're just going to have to call out the industry again and just be like, hello, what's going on? Because slowly but surely they're definitely trying to rake back the power, essentially. They're trying to take it back. I think um, it's just very interesting as to how it's happened. But yeah, I definitely feel like we're going to have a little reversion soon. And I, I've just spoken with someone who kind of works with ad agencies and they're going to actually focus more, potentially because of the the strikes in in film and TV, but potentially focus more on celebrities as uh, for their like influencers again. So it's like, how, what, how does that inf- uh, affect the creators in the space and stuff? And so... Is there going to be less now for creators? That means they're going to be another crabs in the barrel kind of feel. Like all of that is going to be potentially happening soon. So yeah, we've got to, it's something that we're having to navigate, but just need to be mindful of also what's going on in the rest of the industry and how to navigate that. But it's not, it's not something I have down to give an answer. It's more so like, yeah, this is happening to me too. I think just even relaying your experiences with it is helpful and useful to someone else in that situation who may be also navigating it. Like, yo, I, they, just hearing that someone else is going through it can sometimes be enough for someone else to be like, okay, so yeah. th- this, this is how they're navigating it. This is how I can navigate it. Let's let's see what we can do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we are coming up on time, so I did want to get you out of here on a good note. Two good notes. The first. Okay. I, <laughs> This year has been bananas for games, like just, just absolutely bonkers. Yep. There have been so many just good releases. What have you found yourself? Oh, um, yeah, Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know you're going to love that. I know you're going to love that. Like, yeah. It, if you had told me 10 years ago, that Miles Morales would A, still be around and B, be the best written Spider-Man currently, I would not have believed you. I, yeah, I would know. have laughed at you. Jay, it's like so important to you. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm really loving it. <laughs> I'm just like, yo, Miles Morales really is like the best Spider-Man out right now. And they're continuing with him as the main Spider-Man moving forward for Insomniac. So, yeah. So, so yeah that i've played a game that we brokered some talent for called wildflowers which is by an indie company in australia and it's just a super cute cozy game with farming um magic mining and it's got a good story and it's got a really diverse cast and diverse characters really great game so yeah i love that game i'm also playing a game called palea which is a cozy mmo which is just stole has stolen my life recently um what else did I play this year that I enjoyed? Um, that's pretty much it. It's pretty much the games that I want to give um, shout outs to just because they're just super enjoyable, really and truly. All right. Hey, we appreciate you. We appreciate you stopping by. Thank uh, you for having me of again. Course, always. So, again, uh, I said this before we started the recording, but I'll say this now. 
Longtime listeners, this is my first time actually interviewing Jay. I've never until now interviewed Jay by herself. So this is special for me as well. And I'm glad I got to find yeah. you. Got to keep the connections, man. Exactly. It's great. And I'm glad to see like the platform is still going. It's always been so genuine and authentic, which I love. Hey, I appreciate that. Like I, one thing in this journey that I've learned is authenticity over everything, right? Everything. Like, everything no no matter what endeavor you're you're striking out in if it is a creative endeavor be yourself first people will rock with you because they rock with you the rest will come after that like exactly if you feel like you have to perform for your create for your creative outlets you're going to burn yourself out and be miserable this is it so like the other day i was talking to someone i think it was creators or doing like a workshop or something um and it was about like the numbers and stuff like that. And I was like, but you lot are all talking about numbers in this chat. I literally have only 8,000 people on Instagram and I like it that way. I don't need to have 25,000, 50,000 to sh- show the impact that I have. And I think people, again, my friend Steph Naysaga says this all the time, impact over numbers. I say legacy over likes, because at the end of the day, you can be, you can have 50,000 followers but really, what are you changing? My thing is like, what are you changing and what are you helping do? If you're just, I've always been um, a bit skeptical of content creators who um, say they're creating impact, but all they represent is themselves in a way. I, I know it's a bit, it's a bit kind of sticky to have that opinion, but I see such opportunity for change when you have such a platform. And if there isn't any, it's kind of like, okay, so what? what am I paying attention to you for? So I'm always conscious about people being authentic, people having um, genuine uh, intentions with their platform. And if the numbers come with that, then great. But if they don't, your impact will still live anyway. You'll still you'll still be known for what you do in the right circles as well because the people you have will be really tuned in as opposed to just people following because everyone else follows you. One one thing about black nerd spaces, whether it's gaming, anime, tech, acting, what have you, these circles are really small and we are all one degree removed from someone. So if you are purporting yourself as one thing and that thing is not your authentic self, please believe that will get back to someone that you are trying to perform for and it will not work out for you. This is it. 100%. 100 <laughs> it's so funny that's happened to me and yeah <laughs> not to me as in someone trying to perform and i've caught them out and it's like oh yeah so i know what you did <laughs> so yeah, mm. like this would be the play the music part because that yeah. <laughs> um but yo i appreciate you stopping by next time you come through so okay i've converted asia i can convert you it can happen i can get you on this one piece train the who I can get you on this One Piece train. It can happen. No, it's not happening. It's not happening, bro. See, Asia said the same thing. A thousand chapters later, she's like, okay, maybe you were right. It's not It's not happening for I'm, me. I already tried. I tried with an ex-partner once. I said, this is too long. I'm done. It's not happening. It's not happening. It's my okay. brother loves it, too. And my Why? other little brother. No. Watching it, 100% agree. It, it is a painful experience to watch. Reading it, however... Cause it, oh. it, it's just, it's just nice. 
digestible chunks. You can get you can get through a chapter in like two minutes. The chapters blur by like that. Okay. Okay, so that might be different. See, I, it begins. It begins. <laughs> Jay, I appreciate you stopping by. We will have all the ways people can find you and your content in the description. But for people that can't read the description because they are driving or doing something where they can't look at their phones, where can they find mm-hmm. you? Where can they support your content? Yeah, um, you can find me on social media under Jayann Lopez underscore. So J-A-Y-A-N-N-L-O-P-E-Z underscore. And then Black Girl Gamers is Black Girl Gamers on Twitter, Twitch, TikTok. And it's The Black Girl Gamers on Instagram and on our website, theblackgirlgamers.com. We appreciate you hanging out with us and we appreciate you for listening. We'll catch all of y'all next time. Take care. Bye. Go ahead, stand.